Why, hello there, Jesus Smart friend. Welcome to the Jesus Smart Podcast. This is episode 87. What we're exploring today is looking for practical signs, real world signs that are easy to pick up, pointing to our best possible future. Before I get into that, I want to mention that Dr. Julie Slattery is going to be on the podcast in several weeks. Designer sex is the topic. She's an expert on intimacy. It's going to be a great episode. We have Susan Jordan, a leading edge take on wellness, spirit, soul, and body, a leading edge dialogue. You're going to want to catch that. And also Mary DeMuth, a prolific author an activist across the nation for the rights of women related to their sexual integrity, sexual abuse issues in the church, outside the church. Very powerful voice on that, Mary DeMuth. Today, though, looking for these practical signs, we make it so mysterious and so intriguing and nearly impossible in our minds to figure out what is the best possible life that I can live? What does the Creator have in mind? And, you know, what if more of our work and our creative activities outside of work aligned with our best possible future? We don't have to complicate it. We can look for these seven simple signs. You know, everyone has this drive, this innate instinct to live their best life. Don't you? I do. I think deep down, we all do. And if we were to surface through things and peel off the layers, we would come to that that deep aspiration. And a big part of this adventure that we call life is the work we do. Even our passion pursuits and our creative activities outside of work, like side projects and passion pursuits and causes that we align ourselves with and interests that we pursue. And we, we can make this quest too difficult I want to propose to you some very practical signs that will simplify it and make it more elegant. I think you'll discover a sense of permission to lean into and move toward the direction that those signs are pointing. Before we do that, though, when we're talking about our best possible future, obviously it includes more than the work that we do and even our activities that we find ourselves in outside of the work that we do. Those areas include health and wellness. We have to be on a quest to elevate, improve our health and wellness to live our best possible future. What about financial planning? Financial planning and being smart with money, having short, intermediate, long-term goals and financial planning is a key aspect of living our best possible future. Relationships are a priority. People value relationships for the most part more than they value money, even more than what they do having and cultivating vibrant relationships, and let's not forget the core essence of our spirituality. So these areas taken together, spirituality, vibrant relationships, good solid financial planning, health and wellness, if we reflected on it, we might be able to come up with a few more if you and I were to have a conversation about it. But the one that we're going to focus on today, though, and maybe some of the principles of this will carry over into these other areas, are these very practical signs in our work and in our activities outside of work that give us clues and even clear direction how to experience our best possible future. (music) 
I want to posit the idea to you that with a little life experience, and if we pay attention, we can discover the work and activities which energize us the most. And as we experience those types of activities and pursuits, we potentially sense the greatest fulfillment and we have the most influence. Now, can I create a whiteboard in your mind? Imagine a whiteboard in your mind with a golden arrow leading you forward to your destiny, toward your best possible future. And then if you would imagine a serpentine line, a line that goes back and forth and crosses over that arrow. And what this represents is that as you wander in life, as you explore and pursue certain things, as you cross over that golden thread, that destiny line, you will sense things. You will experience a dynamic. See, the golden arrow is your avenue. It's your quest to move forward towards your best possible future. And we have inklings and a sense of what that could be, but we're all searching for clarity and greater accuracy, right? And as we experience different things, the thin serpentine line that goes back and forth across that golden line, that golden thread is represents our exploring and experiencing different things, pursuing different activities. And we sort of bank these experiences up. And it doesn't take too much experience that we begin to notice, if we pay attention, that as we intersect with our best pathway, we enjoy our highest vitality, energy, happiness, and a sense of meaning. And these experiences are signs. They are indicators. They speak to you. They speak to me. This is the golden pathway that we're seeking. And as we enjoy these heightened energies, we experience these bright markers, these signs that point the way forward for us to a unique, preferred future. The question is this, will we be aware of these indicators? Will we intentionally tune into them and Will we listen and harmonize with these indicators? I would just like to pause for a second and draw your attention to a couple of previous episodes that you may find interesting and helpful and supplemental along these lines. One, uh, just recently, we're born again for something now, not just to go to heaven someday. Okay, just just go on the Jesus Smart podcast and scroll back and find that title. Another one is locate your North Star for your next season with Ken Roberts. Here are seven signs you're coming to life. Again, that serpentine line as you as you wander and explore and bank up experiences as you keep crossing over back and forth that golden thread, that golden path of destiny these seven signs will potentially surface. And as you intersect with your best pathway, expect these signals. They will empower you to get clear on the work and the activities which move the needle as we go for our best life. Maybe it's in a current position we have in work, and we really want to maybe explore how we can shape our current position to give more expression to these activities, and maybe we can 
approach the company and ask them if your position could evolve or change a little bit, or if you could have a different position or be promoted to a different position, which, you know, gives you more of an expression of these energies and these indicators that we're going to talk about. Maybe you're searching for a new position. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Maybe you're a business person that is creating a project or a business around these types of signs. We're not only talking, though, about what we do professionally. We're talking about our off time. We have a lot of off time, and maybe we need to think of ourselves as having multiple careers. Our real gig is other things that we do, other interests and projects and passions that we pursue outside of our quote-unquote job or even our business that we've created, additional pursuits. We have a lot of capacity much more than just vegging out in front of Netflix, right? Well, here are these seven signs that we're coming to life as you cross over that pathway. Number one, you engage in an activity and you just come alive. When you're doing that thing that's designed for you, you will experience your highest levels of energy. You will sense it. It's undeniable. It, the, the, the meter on your energy will just jolt up. And others will sense your higher vitality as well. And they very may well reflect that back to you. So you come alive. Number two, when you're engaged in those interests and activities, you will smile on the inside. I know that sounds like a funny phrase. You will smile on the inside. You'll probably smile on the outside too. And even more, you may sense that someone with a capital S the creator, you may sense a smile coming from above. And we're beautiful when we smile, right? I mean, life is too short to always be scowling <laughs> or frowning, but smiling. Do you know that research has been done? I don't even quite know enough to talk intelligently about it, but that when you smile, you actually affect your psychology. Even if you force yourself to smile, Things go off in your body and your biochemistry and in your psychology that elevates it. Well, I don't know. Maybe we can provide more helpful information about that sometime. You'll smile on the inside. Number three, when you engage in these activities and interests that are on that golden pathway for you, that are leading you towards your best possible future, it will feel like desire is being realized. Desire is being manifested and experienced. You begin to sense that your desires are being fulfilled. And there's a great scripture in the Old Testament in the Bible, Proverbs 13, verse 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. What a potential powerful statement. A dream fulfilled or desire realized is a tree of life. Number four. You actually now give yourself permission to be happy. We are meant to live with a deep-seated sense of gladness. I'm not saying that life is perfect. I'm not saying that life is not challenging and hard, especially at times. But deeper still, the deeper thread that we should seek to carry is that we are living in spite of all of these things with a deep-seated gladness. And as you and I discover what's on our finest pathway, the satisfaction will deepen. Look, there's no virtue in being sad. 
Sometimes people become addicted to being sad and depressed and derive some kind of a sick fulfillment from it by sharing it with others and just drawing the attention and, and the and the you know toxic attention of others in this regard. No, there's no virtue in being sad or even depressed. We even have a moral obligation to choose happiness. Do you realize that? We have a moral because it affects others. It affects the people we live with. And go to the show notes page for this episode, and I'm going to drop a video on there by Dennis Prager, about a five-minute video, six minutes at most. He builds a compelling case of our moral obligation to choose happiness. What is the fifth sign or indicator that we are moving towards our best possible future? Well, what are those activities or interests that pique your passion? Resolve. I need to resolve consistently not to leave passion on the table. Passion is important. Get articulate about your your passions. The scriptures would put it this way in a sense. Live life wholeheartedly. The New Testament says whatever you do, do it with all of your heart. Your passion level will elevate on your best pathway moving forward. It's a positive energy, a positive emotion. Number six, affirmation from others. As you cross that pathway and and get those indicators, you will get feedback that the arrows are pointing in the right direction for you. People who care about you, people who authentically have your best interest at heart. They will see it all over you. They will enjoy the higher energy, that sense of like increased voltage and vitality that you're radiating. They will enjoy it. It it elevates the room. It elevates the family. It elevates the organization you're in. It elevates that social experience that you're involved with, that event that you go to. They benefit because you are living from a place of giftedness. And guess what? It will challenge and inspire them, infuse them with hope for the same. As we live together in communities and in society and in communities of faith and we're in companies, it helps the bigger picture when more of us are experiencing these signs and moving in the direction that the arrows are pointing in for our unique best life. It helps the whole. When the parts are benefited, when the parts experience more success, the whole experiences more success. Finally, number seven. Number seven, you will experience this. I love this one. Circumstances will align as you advance, as I advance with more accuracy on this best pathway for our lives, circumstances will align with your design. Now, some would say that the universe gets friendly with you and starts, you know, aligning and supporting and cheering you on. Okay, well, I'm going to say, though, that God has coded the universe. God has designed reality to respond to you experiencing your best life. Behind the universe is that one who created the universe and who monitors it. It's kind of running, but he is the creator of it. Circumstances will align with your design. They'll support you more and more. Good things will start happening eventually. Maybe not right away, but eventually, over a bit of time, and as you experience momentum in this, good things will start happening. You will feel like things are beginning to cheer you on. It's really something of a mystery. It's a gift of God 
coded into creation. He placed you at this time in history. He placed your he, he designed your geography on the planet. He designed you uniquely like no other human being has been designed. And he, in his infinite wisdom, has created things to respond to billions of people in this way. And really, it's about you living your best life. And really, even more, it's about the grand narrative that's unfolding, the bigger story, the joyful, beneficial story that God is creating and how your life contributes to that. So these are the seven areas. What do you think? I would be interested in feedback. I don't know, through social or commenting commenting on the show notes page for this episode or reaching out via email, whatever you'd like to do. Your best pathway will reward you for discovering it, and it will continue to reward you for staying on it. Listen, as we are mindful and reflect, time and experience will bring clarity to our life journey. And clarity comes to those who want it. Clarity is a high value in creation. It's a supreme value with the creator. And if you want it, you can have it. On the negative side, pain and chronic frustration also speak to us. And this too is a gift. It's said that pain is a catalyst for adult learning readiness. Did you catch that? Adult learning readiness. Many times pain is one of the great catalysts for adult learning readiness. So learn to discern. Pay attention to your heart. Monitor your circumstances. Listen to reflection that's coming to you from those around you. Ask for wisdom from beyond yourself, from above yourself. James 1.5 says that if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. It will be given to her. See, we crave new horizons. It's the way God has designed us. We crave new horizons as we progress in life. So innovate. Try new things. Uh, Some of it may not be something you want to continue with, uh, uh, of course. But certain activities and interests may awaken passions and aspirations which want to emerge. And people are waiting for them to emerge because they make them happy and benefit them. Commit to advance in life and work with renewed confidence. Let's resolve to live our best lives. Let's imagine what could be as more of us live with a bigger sense of accuracy and destiny. Lastly, maybe more, most importantly, imagine how our best lives taken together in the aggregate will contribute to our shared experience in communities, in society, and will benefit the human race. I know that sounds like a lot, but I believe 100% that it's true. So how do you how does how, how does all of this make you feel? What are you sensing right now? Why don't you grab your journal and jot down a few thoughts? Why don't you revisit these thoughts in your journal and reflect, maybe do some reading, maybe maybe do some praying. When you're out exercising, think about these things. Listen to some podcasts like this one, which help to inspire and motivate you along these lines. Well, my friend, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Smart Podcast. This is episode 87. Let's get Jesus smart about it. I'll catch you next time.